Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a Better Business Bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. You've lost that driving feeling. Oh, that driving feeling. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show with your guest host, Bob Young, your Christian junkyard guy. I'm happy as a fat rat in a cheese factory to be here today. It's been a crazy week. There's been lots of obstacles, lots of rough roads, lots of smooth roads, and life has just really been uh, a kick in the pants and and a real joy, too, all at the same time. Your usual host, Robbie Dillmore, is out today, so for the next hour, I will be here with you, sharing some of my experience, and hoping that you will call in and share some of your experience, too. That number to call is 866-348-7884. 866-348-7884. Our topic today is Rough Roads Made Smooth. And boy, I can really relate to this topic today. I want to hear about the time or about a time or an event where life was a very rough road for you. That you were traveling on a rough road and it was made so smooth all of a sudden that there was no doubt that God was at work. You know the kind I'm talking about kind where you don't have to scratch your head and say, hey, you think that might have been God? (laughs) But I'm talking about the one where it was just so crystal clear that there was absolutely no doubt that God was at work in your life. So come on, give us a call at 866-348-7884. Tell us your amazing story of a rough road that was made smooth by God. 
Not the time you misplaced your wallet, and when you found it, it had $2 more than what you thought it was, but something really awesome that only God could have done. This morning, I got to work at 6.15 to let the big trucks out because they were traveling a long distance today. And when I got there, I discovered that we had no phone or internet for our business today. And I'd planned to use a little bit of that extra time to finish, finish up uh, preparing for the show. But I went from thinking about uh, thinking and talking about rough roads to traveling on one, just all of a sudden. Wow, we have no phone. We have no phone. <laughs> you know, we have no internet. <laughs> and business today is really tough without phone or internet. But um, while I was, uh, after I got the trucks out, I got back over to the office and uh, started making preparations. And I called my wife and told Miss Lori that, uh, honey, I've got a problem. I wanted to be working on finishing up for the show. And uh, all of a sudden, we don't have phone or internet. She said, well, Jeremy's in town, and I know he would go to the show with you and help you out there. So, folks, from Norfolk Naval Base, uh, today we have my son, Jeremy Kilbrew. Now, our, our last names are not the same, and he's not my blood son, but we're so much a part of each other's life. And uh, it's just uh, amazing, absolutely awesome to have Jeremy with us today. It's um I can't tell you how happy I was when I called him and asked him about it and he said he'd be able to come today. I mean, tears welled up in my eyes because I was a little nervous. You know, when I'm doing the show by myself, I get a little tense, a little nervous and and I needed the extra time. And then all of a sudden I went from uh, uh, trying to prepare for a show to trying to prepare for a day of business. But, um, you know, we have several people out at work today, several key people. Our scale operator is out. He's on a camping trip with the church group, which I was tickled to death to have him go to that. So we made arrangements. And our office manager is out today. He's uh, headed to the beach. But, uh, you know, it's just several things that happened. And then the little phone hiccup this morning, it just took a little bit of a... a little bit to get over that but we made the phone calls and got the phones transferred to a to a cell device and uh that way we can when the call comes in you take down a phone number and transfer it to you know hand it to somebody else and they can call them back because our parts locator um our parts i guess the computer part of the computer that we look up parts on, it was working just fine. And uh, we were able to uh, to uh, function in that area, so we just pass out the phone numbers. And we'd had experience with this before from years ago. We'd had a lot of things. Um, there's been times when the phones go down, so we have experience, we kind of know what to do. It just takes a little time to get it set in place. But when Miss Lori came up with the idea of calling Jeremy, it just really, really, really rang to my heart because he had been here with me before when we'd been on mission but trips. Robbie would have us come in on the show. And uh, it was just a really, really, really great thing to have him come by today. Uh, we'll hear from him in a little bit. He's got some things he's going to share with us. Uh, a lot of special things happening in his life these days. But um, I go to a Methodist church. And um, so many things have happened in my life that are really key and geared around our preacher. 
And uh, later in the show today, I want to share with everybody about some of the things that that have happened. Um, the fact that we go to a Methodist church is um, it's different. You know, some churches, they keep their preachers like just forever and ever and ever. And uh, they never, you know, they never change till the pastor retires or or, or passes away or something. And uh, that's the only time they have a change. But um, there's many things I want to talk about today, the many events in my life that it was just so crystal clear that God had intervened and God is working his his magic, well, not magic, working his works to just change my path and make the roads that I was working, you know, riding on so much smoother and carrying me from place to one place to another and getting me there in a fine fashion. There's so many things like like when Rob died. Uh, my son died, and, and that was just so traumatic for me. But that road had already been paved before it happened. Uh, I'll share a little bit more about that later. I want to share a little bit about that right now because it was just so amazing. You know, God knew he was going to pass, and, and in order to prepare me for that, to smooth up that rough road, you know, the fact that Rob was saved and baptized four months before he died was just such an awesome thing. It was just something that, you know, we knew, you know, we knew where he was. And we didn't have to worry. And and I can't imagine traveling that road without the the knowledge that he was in heaven and he was saved and baptized shortly before he died. Uh, it's just an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. But um, another time that the Lord had, had really worked in my life and smoothed up things for me was uh, when he put me working with the the youth at church. We had so many great times with that, and uh, the preacher was involved with so many of those. He got there shortly after our work with the youth. Uh, mine and Lori's work began with the youth, and we had such great fun traveling. We'd go to the lake and do a day at the lake, and we'd been went on mission trips together, and uh, just so many things that uh, really we bonded with him just so well. I think I'll go ahead and share a little bit about about Darren and um, our um, our relationship. We go to a Methodist church, and seven years ago, we got a new preacher. He was a young guy with a lot of charisma and energy, and nearly everyone loved him dearly, especially the young people. He just had that special special connection with the with the kids and uh, the youth. And being that I'm still have a lot of kid-like qualities myself, we really became close friends. And after several of the mission trips and, and other functions, we'd become very dear to each other. And, uh, you know, just anything that happened, Darren would be there. Well, we've got a break coming up, so it'll be just a minute. But we'll be back, and we'll share many more things about roads, rough roads made smooth. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. See you in a minute. See the world through my jaded 
Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the Christian Car Guys Show uh, with your guest host, Bob Young, and a special guest, Jeremy Killebrew, my stepson, uh, straight in from Norfolk Naval Base. And uh, we're sharing today about road, rough roads made smooth. And um, I shared earlier this morning about uh, the turmoil I had at work. I got there, and phones wasn't working, and the computer wasn't working, well, the internet wouldn't work, and... So many things were just up in there, and it just threw me for a loop, and I had to spend a little time straightening that out and everything. I mean, I forgot to mention, though, that right before I left, I left at 9 o'clock to come over to the radio station, and uh, right before I left, poof, the phones were working, the internet was working, and everything smoothed right out, and it gave me a peace of mind that I needed to get in the truck and come, you know, to leave work. So uh, it was just a great thing that God did for me. I don't know that God's an internet repairman, but I see it as he healed that thing today so that I could have a little peace of mind while I was at the station. A while ago, right before we left, we got to talking about our preacher and uh, how at the Methodist Church, you know, they're just just not there forever. It's, uh, we change. And... um, you know, I just started sharing about how Darren got there seven years ago, and we loved him so dearly, and he was just such a great guy. And, uh, you know, he'd show up for things. My son Rob had all those shoulder surgeries, and we finally found what we just was real sure was the absolute perfect doctor, and they were going to try something completely different, and it was kind of a, um, a different procedure, uh, kind of a revolutionary thing that uh, not many people were doing. And uh, so we went to this, and uh, sure enough, here Darren shows up at uh, at Rob's surgery in Charlotte. And all the way down there, he just showed up. He was he was the kind of preacher that many churches only dream of, and the kind of friend everyone should be lucky enough to have. Uh, when the place burned up, when our business burned up, he was one of the first people there. I can still see him showing up in that white turtleneck, and uh, just just to love on me, show support, and, uh, you know, he was there as we all watched the shops, office, and warehouses burn to the ground. Oh, yeah. Uh, 109-14, January the 9th, 2014, he was one of the first people to show up at the hospital when uh, he found out that Rob had overdosed. And uh, he was just there. There, there, there. He was such a great, great, great guy for me. He's just a, a friend that you can never replace. Um, and later that day, when we found out that Rob had died, this dear friend jumped in his vehicle and went and found out that uh, uh, Jeremy, uh, the young man sitting across from me right now, he was at school. And with the social media and everything, we were afraid that Jeremy was going to hear about it, you know, so Darren went and found out that uh, they were on a field trip and went to where they were on the field trip at and broke the news to uh, to Jeremy about Rob's death. And um, I'm telling you all this just to let you know how close I was to, to Darren Alexander, our preacher. You know, and 
we were guided through the through the funeral preparations by this same dear friend uh, who by the way conducted half of the funeral service in coordination with another preacher chip webb darren alexander has been is and will be the best preacher friend and support guru and co-worker for for the lord i've ever known that's just one thing we are Methodists. Well, Methodists change preachers from time to time. But most of the time, if the preacher is happy with the church and the church is happy with the preacher, there's not a change. So everyone was positive. We were all just absolutely sure that Darren and his lovely, life, lovely wife, Ellen, would be at Oak Forest for a very long time. But in our district, we had uh, many retirements in the area and throughout the Western Conference. And as a result of this, Darren was re reassigned to a much larger church in High Point. The road was getting really rough for me at that time. The man that had drugged me through so many things was going to be leaving. Shock and disbelief consumed me for a short period of time. But being a person that looks for the silver lining on every cloud, I had to turn my focus from being sad for me to being happy for my dear friend. He had done so many things for me through the years. You know, he had been rewarded a huge upgrade. And God had always looked after me and looked after Oak Forest, so why should I expect anything different now? Well, time came for Darren's last sermon at Oak Forest. My wife and I had gone to the lake, but we wanted to be absolutely sure that we got there. So we uh, made a point to go to bed early so we'd be well rested and uh, be ready to go. And uh, we, put our, uh, we put our phone somewhere special because our son Jeremy had planned on, he had gone from Norfolk to Georgia to see his wife who's in the army. And... Uh, he was planning on leaving Georgia in time to be there at the service just as well. You know, we was all going to go together and show support for the man that had done so much for our family. Well, since Jeremy was planning to be on the road early, Lori placed her phone in the best place possible for phone reception in the camper at 4 a.m. Sunday morning. Her phone rings. It's Jeremy. <laughs> Broken down in South Carolina, Aiken, South Carolina. We didn't have time to do a lot of thinking or anything, so without hesitation, we grabbed a few things and headed home. We stopped by the, uh, the junkyard, my place of business, and I grabbed one of the rollbacks, and I took off to rescue our stranded son. Well, time's moving kind of fast, but we got a break coming up here. When we get back, we'll return to see how this all turns out. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Riding along in my automobile, my baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile. I believe we got a little Chuck Berry there. What an awesome song. Uh, you're listening to the Christian Car Guy. Uh, your guest host, Bob Young, here. 
I want to get right back to the story, kind of sum up where we are to this point. My near and dear friend, who is our preacher, um, is, um, has been reappointed. Uh, just, it was so important to me to be at his last service at, uh, at a church before he left and went to his new appointment. Um, the man has done so much for us, and I'm just really torn because I've got this call and, um, you know, there's no doubt about it. When, when your son calls and he's broke down that far away, uh, you're going to go get him. So, you know, I'm dealing with the heartbreak of knowing I was going to miss um, Darren's last service. And, um, and you know, then there's that part of me that's always proud to, to go and rescue and help out, to help out a son. You know, it's just what we do. But... Uh, when I left, we were talking about how we'd stop by the yard and uh, picked up a roll bag, and we decided that Lori would, you know, go home and uh, and she could go to church, and uh, I'd go alone down to get Jeremy in the car. And uh, we'd kind of looked at the time and seen everything, and uh, mathematically, it just didn't seem like it was possible to get back even for the late service that day. So I'd come to the conclusion that we'd be listening online when we got home to the to the website there so we could hear the sermon. You know, disappointed that I was going to miss Darren's sermon, uh, I did take pride in the fact that I was rescuing one of our boys. That's, that's always a great thing for a father to to feel, that uh, the pride of going to help somebody out. But uh, it was still early, so traffic was very light, and there was almost no delays. You know, I had no... I still had no idea what the rest of the day had in store for me. When I got all the way down to Aiken, South Carolina, loading loading the car, refueling, and grabbing a bite, a bite to eat, went off without a hitch, and we were headed back up the road in no time at all. After the early service, we got a chance to speak with my wife Lori on the phone, and we could tell right away that she had experienced something very special in the uh, in the first service. We were still coming up the road, looking forward to hearing the sermon on the website and having some great conversation because it's always good to see him when you hadn't seen him in a while. And I'm not exactly sure when, but somewhere between Charlotte and Salisbury coming up I-85, we realized that we might get home in time, you know, before the second service was completely over. And, uh... We might have a chance to see Darren before he left church that day. But the closer we got, the more we realized that we had a real shot <laughs> at getting to see part of the sermon at the second service. You know, even if we, even if we uh, didn't get to see it all, we might get to see a little bit. You know, and it's enough of a chance that we called, I called my wife and said, Honey, can you meet us there? with a pair of shoes because I've got on these greasy work boots and uh, and she agreed that she'd meet us there and uh, with a clean shoes on and untouched bed head and at least a two-day unshaven face where I'd been at the lake asleep when I got the phone call, we marched inside just in time to see the sermon. And it was the sermon we wanted to see so much and... Uh, you know, when we got in and sat down and realized that he hadn't started, I, I'll be honest, the uh, tears swole up in my eyes and started running down both cheeks when we realized we were going to see it. 
and Jer- Jeremy was there with me, and God had made it possible for me and him both to be there for Darren's final sermon. And we had no clue that the sermon was based on the first time we met Darren at one of the youth functions. We were at a Blues Creek <laughs> on a little island, and we'd uh, he'd been out there. And Darren's not a real water person. He uh, he uh, he just you know he wasn't the one out leading the crowd on the tube or, or the first one to jump on the tube. But he wanted to you know bond with the youth group that day, and so he was right out there and uh, just uh, made his presence known. And uh, but. Here we were at church, last sermon that he was going to be given, and uh, a large portion of it was when he met, met met a lot of the youth that day and and got the experience of riding on the jet ski with me as I took him back across the lake, and uh, God knew the things that I'd be facing way back in. 2010, January 20, I mean, July 21st, 2010, God knew all the things that would be facing, I'd be facing for the next seven years, and I feel like that's why he placed Darren in my, in my life, and he couldn't have picked a better man for the job. Darren was dear to all of us, and, uh, you know, Jeremy was there then, and, and he grew up with him and everything, and, uh, it was just a great, great, great thing for us to be uh, able to see Darren's last sermon and, and to squeak in at the last minute and uh, to get to see it. Jeremy, you want to share a little something with me a little bit here? I'm sorry, I've been just babbling on the whole time. Uh, I get excited about things. I get excited about doing the show. And uh, it's great to have you with us from Norfolk. And uh, I just wanted to see if you had a, an experience where God had smoothed out a rough road for you. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, I have something to share. When I left for uh, boot camp uh, to go to Chicago, I had it planned out, you know. Girlfriend was going to come up there and attend the graduation. It's going on. Eight weeks didn't seem that bad, you know. Going to see her at the end of it. And then uh, I got a letter saying uh, she's not going to be there. You know, Army sent her to boot camp before I was going to get out. I was well, you know, down on your luck. Well, when am I going to see her? Because hers is 10 weeks. So I figured, okay, well, I'll go to Florida for A school. And then when she gets done, I can attend her graduation. That seemed like a great idea to me. I could easily, feasible, get that out there. Um, Looked good on paper. Yeah, it, it seemed really, really good. <laughs> Um, timing was right. You know, when I got done with my Florida class, you know, graduate, I asked my instructor, I said, um, is there any way that I can leave here tonight and go to Missouri to get this done? He said, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. Get you a plane ticket. If you do, we'll get you, get you squared away. I said, awesome. The next day he said, uh, well, Orders don't work out. You're not going to be able to leave for another week. Oh, crap. That's the first hiccup. Jeremy's mother and I were at home, and we were uh, we were trying to facilitate, and we tried to poke and prod and think, and 
we were trying to figure out whether we need to go to Pensacola to see him because he was going to be there longer and or whether we should go out to Missouri to see Mariah's graduation and and we were just really 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 trying to force the issue we you know it was things that we had absolutely no control over and we were trying our best to to force things to happen to just make it work and uh so i was gonna it worked out i was gonna leave that night you know and arrive early the next morning in missouri and then just shoot right over to the graduation hall and see her but like i said the the man creating the orders, he didn't care about all that, so he did what he thought was right, and he's going to keep me in Florida for another week. And then the next day, the chief called me, and he said, uh, do you want to leave here uh, sometime soon? I said, well, yes, chief, I really do. And he said, well, I don't think you'll be able to attend the graduation, but we'll get you out of here tomorrow. I said, that's great. So... uh I was going to get two weeks of leave if I ever did get out of Florida, which I finally did. <laughs> um, so I go home, and uh, me and uh, Mariah, my wife, we were, she finally got her phone, and I was texting her, you know, saying, I'm not going to be able to make it. And she said, that's okay. Um, you can come down to Georgia. That's where she was going for her A school. She said, well, you know, we'll make the drive. We'll meet halfway if we have to. Um and then when she got to Georgia, she was informed that if she gets somebody down there that day or that night, she'll have the whole weekend to do what she wants with her family, go home and, you know, have a have a little bit of leave. So she called me, she called her father first saying, y'all need to get down here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's the break, isn't it? We got a break coming up, folks. When we get back, we'll get back with Jeremy and find out how all this turns out. It's a great ending, folks. It's just another another road that was really rough, and God smoothed it right out for us. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. We'll be right back. desperate place Father I know you can bear the weight Father Take me in your arms As I speak your name I lift my hands and pray What an absolutely awesome song. <clears throat> You're listening to the Christian Garg, <clears throat> excuse me, Car Guy Show. And I'm your guest host, Bob Young. When we left, uh, my son Jeremy was sharing about, <clears throat> excuse me, a rough road that, that God was smoothing out for him, and I let him continue. So to pick off, um, we got her father got the call at uh, 12, and she said that y'all need to get down here as soon as you can come get me or I won't be able to leave for the weekend. We said, okay, that's definitely going to happen because <laughs> why would you ever turn that down? Um, so we get down there and it's uh, four or five in the morning and we spend the night in the parking lot and you know, we got to take her home that weekend and just when I thought I wasn't going to see her for 
another two months, six months. I didn't know when I was going to see her. You know, God opened these doors and said, you know, here's this open door. Go and see her. It's so amazing because we tried to force the issue so much. We were pushing at it and picking at it. And, and you know, we, we just couldn't decide what we needed to do, whether we needed to go to Pensacola and console Jeremy because he wasn't going to get to go to graduation and or, you know, or or go to graduation and see my ride. You know, we just didn't know what to do. And, and Lori just finally came to me one morning and says, I'm just not going to do anything until I get a clear indication of what we need to do. And we did nothing. <laughs> and it all just <laughs> fell into place. One of the roughest roads because, you know, nobody likes to see their, their, their kids struggle. Nobody. Nobody can. It's just one of the hardest things on a parent is to see young people struggling, you know, their offspring is struggling, and, and we want to fix it. We want to think that we're we're in control, and we gotta we gotta make this happen for our children, and and uh, and it was just out of our hands. And when she finally admitted that we had no control over it, God just showed us exactly <laughs> what He could do, and took one of the roughest roads we'd been on, and just made it so much smoother. It's just a great, great, great thing. I want to thank you for sharing that, Jeremy. Uh, when we're talking about other roads that were really rough, I want to share this one. I just I wouldn't feel right if I didn't share the awesome things that God did for me back in uh, January 28, 2011. Fire struck 109, you pull it, and our place burned to the ground. And in most cases, when fire destroys a business, as it happened at 109 You Pull It that day, there's usually a period of time that the business is closed for reconstruction or setting up or, you know, there's just a lot of things that happen. You know, most places when there's a fire, you have to shut down for a period of time. People without jobs and paychecks and all that. And it can take a very long time. But with an extremely positive attitude and a whole lot of help from God, my son, Rob, <clears throat> the city of Winston-Salem, and a whole bunch of friends and neighbors in the community, we were open the very next day, selling parts across the bed of a truck and cleaning up the mess the fire had left behind. The fire started at 1 o'clock Friday, January 28th. By 3 o'clock, my son, Rob, and a dear friend of ours, Steve Rayberg, were at the Department of Inspections getting information on how we could remain open and use the single wide mobile home we had on site for a very temporary office until we could get our double wide till we could get one of the bigger double wides in there and while your place is burning i'm pretty sure that i never had a thought about uh, uh, uh an office or a classroom but you know, Rob had that vision. You know, we, we're going to have to have somewhere to work, and we're going to have to get some permits, and we're going to have to get things worked out. But uh, we got it worked out that day. Uh, the fire was out by 5 o'clock, and we managed to get everybody paid that afternoon before everybody left to go home. It was just so many things. It was just such a rough road, and God just paved it and made it smooth. Uh, the next morning, everybody showed up. We prayed. Uh, we had coffee and donuts from a neighbor. Uh, Southside Bargain Center had brought over, brought us a coffee maker and coffee and fresh uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. And we opened up at 8 o'clock. 
we sold parts across the bed of a truck and and we closed that afternoon uh after we closed uh a dear friend wow what an awesome guy showed up and we were able to get seven phone lines put into the single wide trailer and um so we were ready with seven phone lines in the trailer and um you know, had to do a few other things. By 7.30 Monday morning, by the time 7.30 got there, we had bought tables, chairs, pens, papers, copiers, envelopes, calculators, everything we needed to do a new office and crammed it all in that single wine. You know, we had to buy it all because we didn't recover as much as a paper clip from the old office. Uh, it was all destroyed by the fire. 7.50, Monday morning, we all gathered outside and prayed as a group and thanked God that no one was hurt during the fire and thanked him for the will to push forward. I mean, when your place is on fire, it's not normal to be so calm and so, you know, so steadfast in, in what you're going to do. It's just unnatural for me, anyhow. I'm just not that calm of a person. And, you know, the people from the news came Friday afternoon. They put the camera in my face and uh, hand me a microphone. And they asked me, what are you going to do, Bob? I says, uh, we're going to open up tomorrow. And uh, we're going to do business. We're going to buy cars and we're going to sell parts. Didn't know how we was going to do it. But God had laid it on me that uh, that that's what's going to happen. That's what needed to happen, and, and it was going to happen. And He was going to hold me up and uh, and make sure that it it was doable. You know, it just against all odds we we were open Monday morning for business and started the chapter of uh, 109. You pull it after the fire. And it's just really, really, really amazing that uh, that all that was able to happen. And, and there's absolutely no way, no way. When I look back on that 72-hour period, I'm so amazed. You know, the fact that we tried to do these things lets me know that God was holding me up <laughs> and kicking me in the butt and pushing me forward. And the fact that we were able to succeed so completely, so completely with all the things that happened during that period lets me know that my God can handle anything. And um, from that day, every morning when we come to work, we pray. We pray. If I'm not there, somebody else prays. We start business every day with a word of prayer. And all that started at the fire uh, through the next the fire was January 28th we didn't move into the new, new building until December the 18th and every day from even now you know we just had amazing weather we had everything go right it was just a great 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 thing to experience and it was a true 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 sign that God can smooth up any rough road that we face Jeremy, I want to thank you for being here today and sharing with us. Thank you. It was an honor. Well, it was 
it was great for you me to know that you were going to be here to rescue me this morning it's good when the uh rescuee becomes the rescuer <laughs> want to thank you for being here ladies and gentlemen this has been the christian car guy show i'm bob young signing off um may the lord be with you may he pave all the your roads